Boom! What is up? What is up? Hey guys, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the podcast. We're up to a thousand listens. Um, if you ever want to start a podcast, I, I recommend it with an Anchor app. But other than that, I <clears throat> just want to let y'all know I, I appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening to this podcast. Um, I'm going to continue to do episodes, but I'm wrapping up the uh, steps to the sale with the fifth and final installment. Okay, so real quick, I want to want y'all to understand why I actually started this whole entire podcast. It's to make car salesmen better. Make sure that whenever you do start, you're not lost in the business, so on and so forth. Okay, y'all know where to follow me. Um, once again, follow me on Facebook, Tony Story S T O R I E. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at TNT Dad two seven two eight at TNT Dad two seven two eight, and also you can find me on LinkedIn, Tony. Parentheses Anthony Story S T O R I E. All right, so let's get into it real quick. Um, delivery of the car and after the sale. So these two steps are the most important for your survey. So whenever you sit there and you sell a car, uh, those that have been in the car business, car business that are listening to this, you know that what CSI is, Customer Satisfaction Index. And so that's how the dealerships get rated. That's typically what your bonuses are tied into. So what that means is if you sell a car and at the end of the month they do the washout, you're going to have a bonus, whether it be you know, unit bonus, um, whatever it may be, gross bonus. It's going to be tied to your CSI. So at the end of the day, make sure you're following these two steps um, 100%. The one I wasn't so good at was the after the sale, but I have learned over time how to get better at that. So delivery of the car. And so now that your customer's out of finance, one thing I highly, highly recommend, if you do have a delivery manager that is delivering vehicles for you, I recommend that you sit in on as many of the deliveries as you can. That way you look as if you're in tune to what's going on. The reason why is because Customers don't want to feel like they're just a number. And if you're not having a very fast-paced day or a slow-paced day where you're not selling five cars, you can easily sit on sit in on a delivery. Deliveries, if done right during the initial presentation of the vehicle, so whenever you're doing your walk around and you're, and you're doing the presentation on the vehicle, your delivery shouldn't take that long. You should have already had the phone paired. They should know every feature of the navigation, whatever it may be. This right here, the delivery that you, either your delivery manager is going to do or you're going to do needs to be just a little fine-tuned, just a little things odd and in stuff that they need to know. Um, if they want to pair multiple phones, not just one phone, whether they want to um, set certain settings in their seats. So like if it's got three settings for their seats, whether, whether or not they want to have those seats set for them to program the key with the seat, uh, seat setting, you know, automatic temperature, um, just certain quirks here and there that they can adjust at this point in time. This should be just a fine tuning of that. So go back to what I was saying. When you are doing a product presentation, when you are doing everything to uh, get the customer to fall in love with this vehicle, that also needs to be tied into what your delivery is going to be of the vehicle later on. Because what this will do, this will eliminate speed up and eliminate a lot of time for you. So when the customer... Um, is taught everything that they need, taught, need to be taught. When you go deliver the vehicle, it speeds up a lot of the time. The customer gets out there, gets out of there a little bit faster, um, and it leads to less of a refresher. The customer calling you, I, I, you didn't tell me this. When you when they get that survey in, and you didn't go over the fact of how many phones you could hook up or set the um, seat settings for multiple people, this is what happens. That's why your CSI sometimes tanks 
or it could just be the smallest little thing. When they are taking delivery of that vehicle, you need to have them inspect that vehicle completely. Make sure you inspect it for scratches, dents, door dings, whatever it may be. Because what happens is if you when you have lot damage on the vehicle, and it, <clears throat> everyone, sorry about that. It, when, everybody knows what lot damage is um, that's been in the business for a while. Vehicles come off the ramp, they get they sit on the lot for a while. If it's 180 days old, there's a possibility that there might be lot damage on that vehicle. A door opened and hit another one. Um, curb check the uh, um, curb getting out of the parking lot. Just certain things that might happen, scratches on the door. When you take that vehicle back to get the vehicle cleaned and, and put back and make ready, you know, some things do happen back there too. Paint gets, you know, scratched, whatever, whatever it may be. You need to inspect that vehicle with the customer because what happens is, is that customer, if it's not inspected properly, they're going to get home. They're going to sit there and pull this into the garage and they're going to be like, man, I didn't see this one. I didn't see this. I didn't see this swirl. I didn't see that swirl. So other than maybe calling you back and telling you about this or being a CSI nightmare at that point, um, what happens is, is they just might tank you on a, on, a, on a survey and you need to not let that happen. So when you are delivering the vehicle, just make sure you go over all the exterior, interior features of it. Make sure everything looks good up to par. Make sure you have the floor mats. Make sure you have everything you possibly do, a full tank of gas. If you can't fill up a full tank of gas that night, because I know that custom dealerships that are late night dealerships, sometimes the make ready department leaves and they don't have any gas or they don't have the gas card, so you might have to fill up with gas later on. Most managers at most dealerships will tell the customer to go, if they need to fill up with gas, Get a receipt, bring it back. I know it's a big inconvenience, but it saves a lot of headaches. So make sure you're doing that thing also. Um, but other than that, when you are delivering the vehicle, if you have the time and the ability to, and if you're new in the car business, you need to sit in on your deliveries. Because what this also does is when you sit on the sit in on the deliveries when the vehicle is brand new, you learn a lot of lot of product product knowledge that you might have never never have not known. So there might be little quirks or little things here and there that you could show your customer that could be a wow factor to them, that could win them over, that could set your vehicle apart from another vehicle that they're showing or another vehicle that they're looking at from another manufacturer. So make sure you're doing those simple things, okay? <coughs> Sorry, this constant change in weather here in Texas has got me um, literally under the weather. So, um, <clears throat> what was on? Delivery of the vehicle. Let me pick up my notes real quick because I had some stuff written down. Find the hot points, uh, delivery manager, and I don't know what I wrote. Oh, this one's a key one. So, um, when you are getting a customer to go into finance, what I would do if you could print this out is I would print out the top five radio stations your customer listens to, whether they be on... Um, uh, satellite radio, regular radio, HD radio, sit there and, and maybe print out a sheet if you can, or remember, remember that the radio stations that they have and preset those radio stations before the customer gets in. So it, what it does, it just adds onto that customer service portion of the delivery of the vehicle. So the customer says, you know, I like to listen to 92.9, <coughs> 94 94.5, 104.1. These are the radio stations in Houston, by the way. If I like listening to these radio stations right here, you know, put those in those order. So when the customer gets in, it feels like they've already taken ownership of the vehicle. It just sets you that one level above uh, customer service, that one level above where um, most salespeople won't even go. And it's a simple, simple, simple task, okay? 
Now that we've delivered the vehicle, the customer will take delivery at this point in time. What I highly suggest due to social media and the growth and the expansion of it, I highly suggest that you ask the customer, hey, Mr. Customer, can I take a picture with you in front of the vehicle? Yes. Can I friend you on Facebook? Yes. Once you friend that customer on Facebook, make sure that you don't do anything you know, bad on Facebook or you post political stuff. You're more than welcome to do what you want to do. But at the end of the day, if you're going to post another uh, friend or your, your customer, or you're going to friend your customer, make sure you're kind of clear on you know what you can and cannot do on Facebook. I know Facebook's, you know, uh, an entity of its own that you know you should be able to publish whatever you want. But also remember, you're in a customer service business, so you're going to be held accountable for everything that you do. So now that you ask the customer to Facebook friend you right then and there, or Instagram you, um, be your Inst- uh, follow you on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. What you need to do is take a picture of that customer in front of the vehicle. So you and that customer need to take a picture in front of that vehicle. When you're going to write the post, make sure you write the post with the customer's name in it. And just say, hey, Mr. Blah, 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 I appreciate you for the purchase. You know, you um, thank you for all the uh, cool stuff that you taught me or the cool stories that we shared, you know, so on and so forth. Keep it personable and personal And also make sure that you're tagging them and highlight something. Because what that does is anybody that's on Facebook, they have at least 500 or more followers or 500 or more friends, um, I'm assuming. So what that will do is if as long as you tag them and they make their post public instead of private, customers or your customers' friends will see that they bought a vehicle. So it sometimes helps in the referral portion of the uh, um, selling the cars. So when you do post and you tag them, other friends, other family members will see that they they purchased a new vehicle. So what that does is it builds your referral and your client base right then and there. So when you sit there and you tag somebody, you might have 10 other friends that might see this. Three of them might have said, you know, I just bought a car about a year ago. I don't want to do that. Another two might have been like, well, I'm in the market, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer but it keeps you in front of them and the other five people that are after that, um, what you can do, um, they might be in the market. They might want to purchase a vehicle. Maybe they want to purchase something new. Maybe they want to purchase something pre-owned. But what it does is it gets you in front of them and and eliminates that cold um, calling or that cold, you know, customer mentality of, hey, I don't know you, but like, like, how can I get your phone number or something like that through the customer? Okay, so that's one of the reasons why I suggest that you use Facebook and Instagram in order to um, build your customer base, your repeat and referral business, okay? So now we're going to move on to <clears throat> after the sale, um, uh, if you did sell or if you didn't sell the vehicle. Um, the reason why I'm saying if you sold or didn't sell the vehicle, the good thing about this is, is once you've sold the vehicle, there's an after the sale procedure. So what that's going to be is most of your dealerships should have a template, emails, mail form that should go out. So what that, what, what that means is when the customer comes in, when the customer leaves, um, they should get an email or they should get a hard piece of mail saying, hey, we appreciate you for the purchase of this vehicle, okay? So what you wanna do after that point or time, you wanna sit there and uh, make sure they're getting um, what they need um, in order to give you the best survey possible whenever they do get a survey, when they do get the survey in. Um, what I always typically like to do when I did my email templates, and maybe your, hopefully your dealership does do this, when my email templates did go out, and if you'll hear the dogs in the background, I'm sorry. When the email templates went out, I made sure that the survey itself 
was very clear um, as to how the survey or the email was very clear, the template was very clear in how the survey was gonna be asked. So if I need them to say excellent, that they love me, whatever it may be, make sure it's very clear. Now there's fine lines that you can't do or say certain things um, because then that's gonna be coaching the client. And most of the time, I've, I've been actually been in, in a couple manufacturers, Audi, they'll ask the customer if their, their client was coached. But it, this, what this does is it gets in the mindset of repetitive, you know, hey, this is how I need to answer this question, so on and so forth. That should also be done when you're delivering the vehicle. Hey, Mr. Customer, you're gonna be getting the survey in the mail. So it, I just wanna make sure you're completely satisfied or that this delivery was excellent or that you love me as a salesperson. What I need you to do is make sure that whatever it may be, that this question, these questions need to be answered a certain way. If you have any other issues, whether your windshield wiper blades, you know, cracked or dry rotted or, you know, you got a flat tire as soon as you left, Make sure you put that in the notes. Make sure that that's in the notes whenever you fill out that survey, Mr. Customer. Um, whenever this survey does come in, it's like a report card. So I don't, I personally don't want to be, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to be um, punished for something that maybe happened after the purchase. And if something does happen after the purchase, please, Mr. Customer, let me know. So what this does is it sets up that mind frame, hey, when I get this survey and I have to answer it this way, if I have any other issues, because what you're doing is you're pre-framing the customer to answer a certain way. After that delivery of the vehicle and they get that survey, and, I, and my, you know, Tony, the salesman, told me to answer it this way, this way, this way, and this way. Um, so make sure you're doing that 100% of the time. Make sure you let them know that, that it is a report card, that you do get graded pretty heavily on it. My dog just walked in on me, so sorry if y'all heard that. All right, so um, after the sale and the vehicle's been sold, you, like I said, make sure that email template goes out. If you wanna write a customized email, you're more than welcome to do that. I've also seen salespeople, and, and I'm not, I personally just don't wanna do this, but I've also seen sales, salesmen handwrite um, personal thank you cards. Now, most manufacturers, the survey will be sent out within three to seven business days that the deal has been punched or RDR'd. So um, it's, a slight, it's a term in the military, it's retail, what is it? Um, RDR, retail delivery report. I think that's what it is. Make sure that when that vehicle gets RDR'd or reported sold through um, whatever y'all use, that the, um, you, have, you have about three to seven business days till the customer's gonna get that survey. So make sure you're hitting that, that email template's going out on that certain point, okay? So typically what I like to do also when I have my email templates go out, I also have another one that's called the social media template to make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, social media, not just me, but also um, the dealership itself. The other email I like to send out about 15 days that the customer's been in the vehicle, you know, coworkers have seen it, um, you know, friends have seen it, everybody that they know within their inner circle that's, uh, um, you know, that, that, that would take their word as a referral, would take their word and share or, or share it on. It, this right here, send out an email and be very clear in what you want. Hey, Mr. Customer, we do pay referral fees here, whatever it may be. Um, this is how we build our business. That's the biggest uh, source of advertisement is you as a customer. And just um, um, elevate them, bring them up, show them you know, that you truly appreciate them for their purchase. And then at the bottom of it, put in a, um, a Word document form if you'd like to. I usually put in the email template itself. I put the name, phone number, and um, email address of the customer. When you write in that email, make sure you sit there and say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm not gonna call your, your, your friend, your coworker, and say, you know, I'm, I wanna sell you a vehicle. 
I'm just gonna call them, familiarize myself with them, or just send them an email, say, when you're ready to purchase, I'm gonna be here for you. And what that does is, if you word it that certain way in the email, what it does is it alleviates a lot of pressure off of you as a um, salesperson, and not pressure off of you, it alleviates that pressure off of a customer, like, well, if I give this person's name up, you know, they're gonna be mad at me, they're gonna be wondering what it is. You know, let the customer know, hey, please let the person that you did give me the phone number, the phone number of, let them know that I'm gonna be calling them um, here shortly. That way everything's set up, everything's pre-framed to the mindset of what's going on, okay? Um, if you sold, if you did not sell the customer, so let's bounce back into it, and I'm sorry if the voice inflection's kinda weird here um, because I'm kinda seeing it on my garage band. <laughs> sorry. Um, so what other thing I've noticed, uh, a key thing I've actually really noticed is if you don't sell the customer. So if you don't sell the customer a vehicle and you have it after the sale but you did not sell the customer, what that is, is if you didn't sell the customer, they didn't buy from you, whether they didn't buy from your brand or they bought from a different brand. So if they came and you worked for Toyota but they decided to go with a Subaru, but they absolutely loved you as a salesperson that you did an honest, uh, a great job, they just didn't want to buy the Toyota Subaru, just, you know, had better features or what they wanted. <coughs> Sorry. Better features or what they wanted. What this does is you send them an after the sale, uh, no sell email. Say, hey, Mr. Customer, thank you for your, thank you for coming out. I do appreciate you for your time. Um, if for some odd reason, you know, later on down the future, you know, somebody looking for a Toyota that, um, that, that would be interested in one, you know, send them the referral-based email again, just pre-worded, uh, worded a little bit different. And what this does is it keeps them in the back of your mind. Um, if you're gonna make sales, the actual salesperson, um, if you wanna be a salesperson for the rest of your life and you don't wanna go into management or anything like that, I completely get it, I respect that 100%. I know, I know uh, career salesmen that have been in the car business for a long time, they make a lot of money. So if that's what you wanna do, I think these, I think personally, this is one of the key ways to also build your repeat and referral business if you had an after the sale, no sale. So if you didn't sell the customer, make sure you still ask for referrals. Don't be afraid to do it. Say, hey, you know, I know that you liked how I treated you and stuff like that. If you know somebody that's in the market soon or even down the road, please give me their information. Let them know I'm gonna call them and that way I can, you know, introduce myself. Um, that's all I'm gonna do is introduce myself so later on down the road when they're ready to purchase a vehicle, um, they know who to buy from. And so what that does is it still keeps uh, a bridge open. Because I know sometimes our egos get in the way and you're like, oh, fuck that customer. Didn't buy from me, went and bought a Subaru. That product's like shit. You know, my, my, my product's so much better or Chevy or Dodge or whatever it may be. You know, at the end of the day, don't take it personal. There's just sometimes customers are, are wanting a certain brand and your brand's not it. So at the end of the day, if they want to purchase another vehicle, another vehicle from another manufacturer, go ahead. Let them do it. Um, don't down talk their decision. Don't say, "Well, I guess if you couldn't buy a Ford, if you couldn't buy, if you can't buy a Ford, uh, you got to buy what you can't afford." It's one of the lines I used to use. But don't let your ego get in the way and and do this simple step because it will bring you more sales down the road. I've had customers that I didn't sell a vehicle to, and they went and bought somewhere else. But they sent a customer up to up to ask for me because they knew I was going to treat them right. They knew I was going to give them all the information, do things a certain way to, um, um, you know, uh, make the sale easier for them. So make sure you're doing those few things. So just let's just review and recap a little bit. Um, if you do have a pen and you're taking notes, 
When you, do, when you do the delivery of the car, make sure you find the hot points during the delivery. Make sure you have, during the product presentation, you've done everything you can to set up the delivery to go a lot easier. If you're new, sit in on deliveries. It's product knowledge that will help you out later on down the road. If you do have a delivery manager, make sure you're learning as much as you can from him and make sure you make his job easy as possible. So whenever you're doing the product presentation and the delivery manager just has to do the, the, the delivery on the vehicle, they just have to hit certain things that are, little, that are little quirks that the customer might like. And the very last thing is make sure that the, the me, this is what I would do, is make sure that all the radio stations um, that they like are already pre-programmed. Um, so then next, now that you have done that, you do the after the sale. After the sale, sell. After the sale, no sell. Don't be afraid to ask a customer for a good survey. It is not, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, Mr. Customer, if you like the service that I give you, when you get that survey in, it's a report card to, uh, it's a report card back to the dealership of how we do and the business that we do. I want to make sure that you are completely satisfied, you love me, whatever it may be, make sure you're doing that and you reiterate it with the customer. Make sure you, the email that you send out um, confirms that. Make sure you're getting a proper email address too. I forgot to say that a long time ago. And then ask for referrals. Ask for referrals during the time of the delivery if you can. Make sure you post, tag and post them in a Facebook post. That way you can network a little bit more, a little bit faster. And also don't be afraid to ask them um, at the end of the day in an email. Say, hey, can you send me some referrals? Those that didn't buy from you, don't be afraid to ask them for a referral also, also because they might just, they just want to purchase another product, okay? So... Once again, y'all all know where to find me. We're about to head into the new year. I'm going to do a New Year's podcast. Guys, I appreciate everything that y'all do for me uh, listening to this podcast, not me personally, but I appreciate everything that y'all do listening to this podcast. Make sure you get the word out. Make sure you share this with everybody that's in the car business or about to get in the car business and that that you know that they have these key steps to helping them be successful because I know being in the car business, you get kind of clueless sometimes. So let me hurry up and finish this off. You know what I like to say? We all win when we all win. Guys, I appreciate y'all very much. All right, peace. Thank you.